The spirit of performance is what defines Acura. And now, it's electric. Introducing the ZDX, Acura's most powerful SUV yet. Crafted using the same formula that brought them electrified supercars and multiple IMSA championships, the ZDX has track-tested performance that packs an energy all its own. Unlock the energy and order yours at Acura.com. Hey, all seven rounds in heaven is back. We're brought to you by Sports Drink. The ACC went unscathed in realignment and remains pure. It is I, Rob Paul, a.k.a. The owner of Turnover Chain, Inc. We just filed for bankruptcy. And with me, as always, is AJ, the Clemson, the Dabo, and the Howard's Rock. Marchese. I really don't know if that one connected for you. Did you get that? Is that, uh, like, a <laughs> the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit? <laughs> yes! Okay, connected. Yes! <laughs> That's how I know it was good. It was great. Uh, today, <laughs> thank you. Today we're continuing our 2023 NFL Draft Summer Scouting Series with the ACC prospects. Let's hit it. Seven. 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 Seven rounds in heaven with my baby. Driving out. To Casey, maybe looking for Stroud or a Bryce Young. Who's gonna wear a Hawaiian shirt today? Who's gonna put ketchup on a stick? Who's gonna find a steal in the fifth? The home team. Let's go seven rounds. Let's go seven rounds together. Let's go seven rounds forever. And, and that's, that's a song. song. Today's episode of Seven Rounds in Heaven is brought to you by Sports Drink, your digital water cooler. Sports Drink is a newly created internet community that tries to find the intersection of sports, not sports. They're here to help us grow and to hate your favorite team. A rising tide lifts all boats, so go check them out online or on social. Go to sportsdrink.org or open Instagram and type in at sportsdrink, spelled like sports drink without the vowels. All we ask is that you close the door behind you. We're trying not to let the funk out. The ACC did a good job keeping the fuck in. They uh, they didn't lose anyone in realignment. Um, how do you how do you feel about this conference going forward? Pa- new powerhouse. It's my favorite. It's the only one I want to watch. It's my the ACC has always been the the conference I cared I think the least about. It in the entire um, cultural landscape or just the Power Five. Power Five. But fair. also, uh, mainly because for most of our lives, Miami hasn't been relevant. Clemson is so unlikable. Florida State has been bad for so long now. Um, mm-hmm. Like, the, as you know, NC State is the team that matters the most mm-hmm. to me. They're, they're back, really, baby. I've really enjoyed the Dave Clawson era at Wake. But, I mean, before that, Wake was so bad. Nothing. Um, like Lamar at Louisville was sick, but that was for three years. And also, I don't even count Louisville in the ACC. Kenny Pickett's the greatest quarterback <laughs> I've ever seen personally. You see what he did uh, against the Seahawks? No, I didn't. But yeah, I feel I feel the least attachment towards the ACC. Um, I feel like there's just since we've been watching, there's never like 
more than one good team at a time or like two and like there's I don't it, know. it's always it's it's always been until last year it's always been Clemson dominating but also like losing a weird game to Pitt uh North Carolina like having good recruiting classes but never being consistent NC State running a professional program um I mean there was the whole wakey leaks conspiracy which was fun but other than that, I, I, I miss when Vatek was good too. But yeah, that uh, truly when when Beamer Ball stopped being played in Blacksburg, that's when the ACC went to shit. Yeah, and 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 getting rid of Paul Johnson in the triple option because so true. In NCAA video game, every time you'd simulate like or play um, Dynasty mode, Georgia Tech would be a top ten program <laughs> for some reason. Yeah, and Navy. all the triple option. Yeah, all the triple option teams dominated. Just like in real life, um, in my opinion. Exactly. But yeah, I don't know. The the Coastal, until Miami's back, which I mean, they might be now with Mario Cristobal, the Coastal's always been like a rotating door of who's Clemson going to beat in the championship game. Yeah. Um, I'll be honest. I think of the Power Five, like the ACC is the one that, like the, the conferences are the most murky to me. Like I couldn't confidently tell you who's in, because it's like just made up. Yeah, but I will say there is more geographical integrity to the ACC at this point than most of the other conferences. Oh yeah, overall definitely. So uh, maybe that will—that's what will bring us seven because we're big mm, geography. It's a good point. That's a good point. When all the others are are losing their way, staying close to that that ocean, it's going to mean something to me. You're definitely right. Hey man, uh, you want to hear how many players have been drafted from the ACC over the last three classes? All right, I guess. So it's weird because so in 2020 there was 27, in 2022 there was 21. So that's like fairly similar. But in 2021 there was 42 players drafted from the ACC. That was uh the super. Super- it, was, it was it was Trevor Lawrence's draft. So I mean it was all Clemson players, but. They lived off the, um, the super seniors, baby. Also, funny, funnily enough, because we're doing Notre Dame with the ACC because they were part of the ACC for a season, and they should be forever. They're going to be um, part of the Big Ten. Just, just yeah, minute. probably. Uh, but Notre Dame, 2020, they had six. 2021, they had nine. 2022, they had two. So it kind of trends the same way. Um, I think Notre Dame should join Big Ten football and ACC basketball. I think they should stay independent now that conferences are fucked and Marcus Freeman's cool, so we can hope for Notre Dame. They're they're coming to the Big Ten. It's over. It's already done. Though they're finally with their tail between their legs. They're coming. Nah, disagree. I yeah. might be a Notre Dame fan from now on. <laughs> Marcus Freeman sold me. The, the, I can make that leap. I watched him play at Ohio State. You're not wrong. Uh, ACC though, um, I think overall uh, prospect wise. For 2023, uh, a lot better than the Pac-12, mm-hmm. a, a lot deeper than the Pac-12. Tons of players um, in the trenches to get excited about. Yeah, but there there seems to be a guy kind of at every position group who uh, could be a first round pick. Yeah, that's that's pretty true for the I, most part. For the yeah. most part, yeah. No, that's that's true. I don't know if it's going to happen, but no, that's fair. There's there's I'm guaranteeing it. <laughs> yeah, they're just gonna have one first round pick from every single group. I, I like that. They're gonna have five quarterbacks first round. But I, seriously, th- th- this is a good quarterback group. 
there's something all, all what? How many quarterbacks we watch? Seven. All seven of these guys, uh, if they declare, will be on a roster in the preseason next year. Yeah, can't say yeah. that about the Pac-12. I don't know. The Pac-12 was more likable. That's true. Uh, and you know what? Anthony Brown went viral for us. So. <laughs> we're, we're, we stand back 12 quarterbacks. Uh, okay, but question for you. Who is your quarterback one in this conference? Oh, I thought, I thought there was more there. there. I thought about asking more, but then I just stopped. <laughs> I like the way you phrased that. I just um, kind of trailed off. Who's your quarterback number one in this conference? It's Tyler Van Dyke, I, I think. TVD. T- yeah, he's no DVD. Demarcus Van Dyke, Miami legend, but he's TVD. I think Demarcus, is Demarcus Van Dyke still their corner coach? I hope so. He was. Uh, yeah, it's Tyler Van Dyke. Um, Who, yeah, go ahead. I don't know if you saw ESPN did a thing with, I don't know if it was anonymous GMs, but uh, who will be the first quarterback drafted, and he, he, he did get a vote. Who do you think, who do you think gave him that vote? Uh, well, I was going to say Ryan Pace, but he's not in the league now, so I don't know. It's Mickey. No, oh, it's Mickey. Um, Van Dyke's got a, a, a sweet jumper. Um, yeah, so for me, the reason there, – there are a couple quarterbacks in this class who have a chance to be drafted, but Van Dyke is in that first-round conversation. Uh, n- not that I have him there, but because I think of the arm talent. Yeah, I don't have him there either. Um I don't have a day two on him right now, but no, the, the arm talent is there. Um, I don't know. I, I don't think there's any throw on the field he can't make. You know. Yeah, yeah. He, he he he. His accuracy can be sporadic, but he has the arm strength to to put the ball anywhere he wants it to go. Yeah, um, with, I, when he's on. Uh, I like, agree with the accuracy are, being sporadic, but like also there's a lot of plays left on the field by the wide receivers. I was also going to say. He didn't fit that right Lashley offense all that well. No. Uh, I think with Josh Gaddis coming in as the OC, I think the offense is going to be so much better for him. Um, that Lashley offense, like, you need – he's not a very mobile quarterback. He's a pocket no. passer. Yep. And that Lashley offense, like, was built for D.R. King, and who obviously got hurt and Van Dyke emerged. Um, so there, there was, like, a lot more misdirection and, and movement stuff. When I just wanted him to be like, I wanted to mix in a play action pass. They barely ran any play action. I think he is so set to thrive in Josh Gaddis's more kind of pro style multiple, where they're gonna have a better run game. They're gonna use that play action pass. They're gonna have him under center, like deep drops. We're gonna get to see him be a little more vertical and less like a lot of their vertical throws. It felt like came on like weird misdirections. Uh, like tight end wheel routes <laughs> yeah, off like yeah. fake pop passes and stuff. So I'm, I'm excited to see him in, in an offense that I think is going to fit him more and highlight that arm talent more. Uh, and just two more notes. Um, I think he's got a very s- smooth throwing motion. He and, does. And he op- although he's not a great athlete, he can operate the pocket well. He moves well in the pocket. Um, yeah, no, I think that's fair. Um, I will say, though, Gaddis' offense, yeah, but Mario Cristobal's going to have him throwing checkdowns. Look at my Ducks fans on Twitter. Say all shit on Cristobal. It's true. Anthony Brown looks like um, the next Tyler Huntley. He's, he is the next Tyler Huntley. No, I, I agree with a lot of that. I, I, where'd you say you uh, you had him right now? Uh, day two. Okay. Yeah, I mean, I like all the talent is there for him to be you know, the big riser and be a first-round pick. 
Just, but, but to put that into context too, uh, obviously last week, like Tanner McKee was the first round in quotation marks quarterback of that conference. Tyler Van Dyke, I think, is so so much closer, yeah. so much closer being an actual first round pick. He looks like at times an NFL franchise quarterback versus I I had a harder time uh, seeing that with mm-hmm. McKee. No, I agreed, agreed. Um, and yeah, like like you agree, you said I agree that he's not the big time athlete, but. Some some moving and throwing pretty well. Like saw some good passes on the move. Um, you know the tight windows are, are checking the boxes there too. Um, and like the accuracy deep uh, hit and miss, but like the, he he makes a lot of really nice deep balls that just don't connect, and it seems more like the receivers don't know how to fucking track the ball. Um, now decision making is still a little. It's still come along a little bit. I feel like he moves the pocket really well, but like. He, sometimes he just doesn't feel it a little bit. Like he's got some batted balls and stuff like that. He, just just not finding the passing lanes. What were you gonna say, sorry? Um, uh, just going back to kind of like the decision making with him. Um, sometimes I do feel like he really trusts his arm. Yeah. And yeah, that can be good and bad because he's making really tight window throws that are connecting, but it also causes him to put the ball in conflict more than most college quarterbacks. Uh, do but I, I almost think that's a good thing because he's willing to make those tiny window throws that he's going to have to make in the NFL. Oh, yeah, agreed. Like it's not egregious turnovers. No, him. no, no, not at all. Um, who's your number two in this conference? I went back to my old favorite man, Phil Dracovic, who I got I got him too as well. Yeah, the injuries derailed his season last year. Um, but I don't know. You still throw on the tape, and it's like. Just his ability to like you know break the sack or deliver a throw as as he's getting hit and or like you know making a do miss resetting delivering like deep middle like I don't know man it's just like it's remarkable how often he can do it and it's like there's clearly something there with Jakovic I I have drafted on him but like you know mid day three late day three um it's just it's just so impressive and like you know the, all the other tools are pretty much there like you know there's. There's the movement to make the throws outside the pocket. I, I think the arm strength is good enough. Um, has way too many like of those like weird skippy throws. That I, I don't know why they're coming out just stinkers, but I feel I, I think that's as a result he's trying to rip it too hard. Maybe and it just you know if you try to throw the ball too hard and it just doesn't come out right. Yeah, yeah. That's that's what I thought when I saw that. Um, but I'm with you in that the combo of like his size, his movement mm-hmm. skills. Uh, I, he he's playing in a pro style offense. Like you get to see him off those play yeah. action deep balls, which yeah. I think he thrives at with uh, Zay Flowers. Um, the components are there for him to be a high risk, high reward day two quarterback. I think I don't have him there. I think he's day three right now, late day three. But um, we've seen enough from him two years ago that you could you could see a team selling themselves on him as a top one hundred guy yeah. if he he kind of returns to form. No, I agree. He's a, he's a hell of a lot of fun. Um, I I think he's he's again big big uh, risk big reward. Van Dyke's the franchise type guy, and then Devin Leary's the safe bet. And that's my third guy too. Leary's more of a like Leary. I don't isn't um, doesn't have the arm of the other two. He he's more of a he he a rhythm thrower. Yeah. He can kind of he can rip it a bit. Like he's got some nice velocity on his throws, but I don't Underneath, think he's got yeah. like a. Yeah, it doesn't have like a big rocket launcher or anything. He's a really smooth operator mechanically. He's he's pretty damn accurate on the underneath stuff. 
Um, he just doesn't really put the ball in, in conflict. He throws a very catchable ball. He, he, he does a good job putting it back shoulder yeah. uh, when he needs to. Um, yeah, the kind of my take with him was nothing really, really jumps out, but there's not a lot of negatives with him either. Yeah, no, I totally agree. I, I think the one thing that maybe jumps out a little bit is that, like, he, he, like you say, rhythm and, like, just tempo. Like, he does everything quickly, uh, but with good poise, too. It's not like he's playing with his head cut off. Um, like you said, getting the ball at a time, uh, putting it safely, um, having enough zip on the underneath throws that, to fit it in, uh, clean delivery. I, I agree with you. He's got, like, all the all the tools there to be, like, a, a pretty good backup quarterback. Yeah. Um, I, I don't really think he has the physical upside to be more than a day three guy. But, yeah, yeah he he's a great college quarterback. He's running a pro-style uh, that's a pro team up uh, up there in Raleigh. Yep, and he's doing a good job of it. Um, he he is not chaotic. I think Brendan Armstrong's like fun chaos he's at quarterback. Fun as hell. Yeah. I, is he your fourth guy? He's my fourth guy. Yeah. I mean, he could push it. He could push the ball. I mean, he, and, he, and he's very willing to. <laughs> he is, and he's got like he's a tricky guy. You know, he's got the sidearms, the no looks. The ball just always looks like it's coming out funny because he's a lefty and the release is weird. Yeah. You know, he's, like, setting his feet, like, you know, a couple, like, a few and far between. And he's got, like, that, like, I don't know, like, nimble athleticism. And then he's just slanging it deep. Like, like he's, and he's got a good, deep, like, deep ball placement and stuff. Yes, he does. He, he, he's, like, he's going to be a guy who doesn't get drafted but is so fun in preseason or something. <laughs> yeah. He. That that offense was weird, and, and there's so much turnover. Uh, obviously, like with that staff, uh, all all changing, but also with their whole offensive line transferred. Um, but he, all their top receivers still return. Like they have one of the best wide receiver cores in college football. Mm-hmm. So I'm just interested to see how how much can they like can they protect them, and, and can they still have this weird vertical passing attack in Tony Elliott's first year. Um, <clears throat> But yeah, he's got he's got an NFL arm. He he has shocking deep ball placement, but he's also pretty sporadic. The, yeah, the the mechanics. Uh, I think his throwing motion is pretty wonky. His his footwork kind of is non-existent. I get some Drew Lockie vibes with him sometimes. Uh, but he's fun and he's a good athlete too. He is. Yeah, you're totally right. He's gonna put up like some like a couple preseasons where he's gonna put up big numbers. It's gonna be fun. Agreed. Um. Then there's DJU, Sam Hartman, and Caden Slovis. Those are that's uh, the kind of how I rounded it out after those four guys. Me too. Well, I put Hartman over you, even though U's upside is so much better. Yeah. So I, I so I have draftables on Van Dyke, Jerkovic, and Leary. I got Brandon Armstrong as uh, my top undrafted. Then U, Hartman, Slovis, and, and I think with DJU, it's it's yeah, you're just the two games he played as a freshman and the physical traits are stupid, but he also is just such a a, a raw passer mechanically. His decision making is so sporadic. Like you can't really, you almost can't evaluate him until you see him play this year. And, and yeah. there's a chance he gets, he doesn't end the season as the starter. I'd, I don't know, maybe maybe move him to tight end. Maybe he's Logan Thomas too. He'll be in NFL camps. Because oh, a hundred percent of the. And, and he, I, I'm, I'm not talent. Yeah, just like looking at, literally looking at Logan Thomas now, Felipe Franks. I would not be shocked if DJU is 
trying to make it in the NFL in a couple of years as a tight end. Yeah, six four two fifty. He's six four two fifty. Like it already, it's already his, there. His brother's a five star edge rusher. That's sick too. But yeah, the, the arm is ridiculous. But like, he's just not it, a quarterback right now. Yeah, and then Hartman, it's just their offense is so weird. It's that delayed mesh in in the RPOs, and he uh, he's a, he's really good at operating it. Uh, he's a good decision maker. Yeah. short actors he's on. Uh, he moves well, but uh, that's just hard to evaluate. And Caden Slovis is, I just don't know. He's the next Kenny Pickett. Like, do you think Caden Slovis in one year at Pitt with Addison gone can kind no. of rebuild any of what we saw as a fr- – he, like, got the yips. I mean, DJU did too. It just yeah. made a smaller sample size with it. It's just so – both of their stories are so weird. They are. They are. But, hey, they got a chance of redemption, and that's what college football is all about, Rob. Wow, that was beautiful. You want to move on to the running backs? <laughs> yeah. Um, is Sean Tucker one? Yeah, and I was gonna say, is this? Do you think this is maybe the weakest group of the of the day? Yeah, but the, I think it's a lot of projection. Sean Tucker's really good, though. Sean Sean Tucker is really good. After that, it's a lot of projection. Um, I, I like a couple of these backs, but uh, they're they're younger. They haven't had like a ton of work. Mm-hmm. Sean Tucker's like the clear, like potential top five running back in the class, though. Yeah, uh, how high are you on him right now? Um, I mean, I I I think he is. I I have Zach Charbonnet above him. I don't. Uh, but I, don't. I still I I still really like Tucker. Uh, kind of one cut, really strong contact balance to go with some burst. He was on yeah. the uh, track team this year too, so apparently he's gotten faster. Um, he to me is is that classic day two back. Yeah. Like he's just gonna come in. He's gonna be productive right away. This is the reason you don't take running backs in the first round. Kind of one cut style. Good vision too. I found. Yeah, he creates um, a lot for himself. Yeah, exactly. And, and like he's playing at Syracuse now. Mind you, they have a, a tackle. I'll get to, but <laughs> like their their offense is kind of not great. Um, although we we stand Garrett Schrader. Uh, I just kind of to take it up a level. I'd like to see him do a little bit more on uh, passing downs. Yeah, so he had like twenty catches last year uh, for like two hundred fifty yards, and like half those yardage came against Albany. So he really needs to step that up. And and <laughs> and the biggest knock, honestly, he's really bad at pass protection. He's yeah, bad. He His eyes aren't very good. It, the effort's a little hit and miss. Like at times you see it, and other times you don't. Complete whiffs and like. You know, he's 5'10", 210, he runs hard, he's a strong dude, he's well put together. He looks bigger than 210. But, like, other times, you like, in pass protection, you just don't see that strength. So, that's a huge, huge thing to work on. Like, he's never going like, if to, he, if he doesn't get better, he's not going to be a three-down back. That's 100% for sure. Um, I mean, it doesn't really exist anymore, but you know what I mean. Um, yeah. How how high on him are you? I, I got, like, a borderline top 100. Okay, okay, okay. That's, that's where I am, too. I just wasn't sure if you were... Going to be significantly higher. Um, no, I agree with you. Like that, day, you know, third round back, you come in and he's going to be productive for you, and he's he's good. Yeah, the yeah. size is there, the speed is there. Like you said, the burst is there. Um, I like his choppy leg running style, making guys miss in space, but also in the hole. He's good. He's a really good back. It's just the passing game in entirety's got to got to improve a lot for him. I mean, in today's NFL too, like it's just to be. I think to be a top, let's say top fifty back pick as a back, like you just need to be a massively impactful player on passing yeah. downs. Yeah, you need to be complete back. Um, 
Who's your number two here? I only have one other draftable. Um, and it's uh, Tion Evans from uh, Louisville by way of Tennessee. Kind of a, a, a an out-of-nowhere guy last year for Tennessee. Yeah. Provided a bigger guy, too, with some burst, some juice. Yeah, about the same size as, uh, as Sean Tucker. And 5'10", 208, uh Coming from Tennessee, yeah, man, like legit. They're listing him at just so, so you know. They're listing him at two twenty now. Ooh, okay. This I I my great my when I can I get them from Dane Burglar, who apparently gets it from the NFL. That's big, but he's got fucking yeah. le, legit juice, like really good burst, um, good contact balance, like consistently falling forward. If you want to see a running back have the best game of the career, just watch him run against Missouri. <laughs> yeah, I think he could have had. I think he had three touchdowns, but could have five. Yeah. Or that, did that, have five and there was just weird calls. Yeah. Steve Wilkes ran that defense, baby. Um, yeah, Evan, Evan's a really interesting player. It's just he he obviously only spent one year at Tennessee out of JUCO and now now he's at Louisville. Like, what are we gonna see here? Um It's a weird transfer. But he looks like an NFL running back. He does. Just with his build and his in his juice. Um he's not my number two though. Uh I like Jalen Knighton a lot. He's my third back. He's again, I think like you put it, it's a guy you kind of just want to see more of. Yeah, he uh, he he was a blue chip um, who is in Lashley's offense was kind of used as more of a satellite guy, five ten one ninety, like not a every down NFL runner or anything. But that that athleticism in the open field, he's got nasty quickness. Uh, he he's can outrun everyone on defense natural pass catcher too and they do a good job getting him the ball in space as a pass catcher like he's james cook like to me uh like that's his path to the nfl is being that type of back um i i i i'm it's, again I, I mentioned projection earlier i'm projecting a big leap for him this year uh with that team um and i i i have a late day three on him but i could see a path to him being uh um, a top 120 type player. I think that's fair. I, you, the talent is there. Like you said, he was a blue chip. Uh, you see the juice. You see the speed. You see the burst. It's just, yeah, like just putting it all together for him. You know what I mean? Uh, mm-hmm. No, I think I think that's a good one. Uh, no one else that really stood out to me. How about, how about you? I think Pat Garwo at uh, Boston <laughs> College is, is Mike Davis. He, in a couple he's, of years. he's my I love he, Pat Garwo. He's a sick pass blocker. <laughs> he, he is good. I love him. He's a fucking bowling ball. Yeah, he... Uh, he, in two years, he's going to be on the Baltimore Ravens making plays. Correct. Yeah, that's a good take. Um, also, just, I, I mentioned projection. Chris Tyree with Notre Dame is an interesting player who, Yeah. I, I know he's a really great athlete. He's, he was the kind of a compliment to Philip Lindsay. He could be a guy who, who blows up this year. Did, um, you, did you call Cameron Williams Philip Lindsay? Did I? Did I actually? Yeah, yeah I did. that's a sick Freudian slip. I mean, <laughs> tell me I'm wrong. <laughs> I wasn't sure. I'm like, it's, it's, it's a good take. It's a good take. <laughs> um, but yeah, Chris Tyree is Philip Lindsay too. No, he's not. He's nothing like him. But uh, I could see Tyree kind of having a big jump this year as well. Yeah, no, that's a that's a fair one. But yeah, I don't know. Over overall, as a whole, after Tucker, it's kind of an underwhelming group. It's just a lot of there's not cl- like they lost a lot of running backs. Yeah. Uh, as a conference, there's not a lot of clear cut guys. Um, moving to the wide receivers, though, I think we got some clear cut guys. Yeah, we got some clear cut guys. 
North Carolina keeps producing. Yeah, Josh Downs is the clear-cut top guy, in my opinion. Um, he's fun. He's fun. Like, slot exclusive almost in his career. Reminds yeah. me a lot of Elijah Moore at Ole Miss. I wrote the same thing down again. Hell yeah. Yeah. Mike Lennon and Elijah Moore. No, totally. 5'10", 175. You know, undersized. He's not big. And like like we just said, slot heavy. Um, but just that that instant acceleration, that that super impressive change of, like, change of direction feels. Yeah, so fluid. Uh, his just, I love his ability to just change his pace through his routes, just throw DBs mm-hmm. off big time. He's like a veteran. He was a true sophomore last year. Yeah, and then when you get the ball in his hands, that, that acceleration comes and the quickness comes and just super explosive. And then does he all also, that and, and pairs it, like, to win vertically easily. Yeah. Yeah. He he also set North Carolina's pass, I think, receptions and yards records last year for receiver. Um, yeah, I mean, like, the only thing he is he plays exclusively in the slot, and he's not that big, That's which it. sounds a lot like Elijah Moore, yeah. who fell to the second round because of those things and now looks like a steal. Yeah. Um, I mean, yeah, the catch radius isn't big, and he, he, sometimes he struggles through traffic just because he's a slight slighter guy, but he does a really good job, I think, recognizing coverage. He does a really good job. You talked about route pacing. Yeah. Um, his release game's pretty good. Uh, he does damage after the catch because he's so fluid in the open field. Yeah, if there's space, like, he, he's, he's gone. He, he's like an instant impact NFL slot who maybe maybe he doesn't go in the first round, but like if Jordan Addison goes top 15, you can get Josh Downs at 40. Yeah, that's like a, that, that yeah. feels pretty sweet. Yeah, I, I have a third on him right now, but like that's Me you too. know I'm I'm a little you know I am I'm stingy in the in the in the summer, but no, I, I think he's like safely a. Second round, um, like you know, a second round guy, and yeah, I, it'd probably be a guy that we're gonna have a first round grade on. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, a guy we'll love. Um, receiver group as a whole is good, though. It is like, good, even after downs. Is Zay Flowers your number two guy still? No, uh, Zay Zay slipped a little bit, but he's gonna bounce back. Yeah, he's gonna bounce back. Zay, Zay, can I can I just quickly say with him, where like Dracovic, last year just wasn't as great for him, and yeah. part of that was because Dracovic got hurt, and they just had a quarterback who. Uh, what game? I forget what game I was watching, but they just missed Zay over and over yeah, and over deep. Yeah. But uh, he, because he's a little slot who can stretch the field. He's a very well-rounded route runner. He, he, he has a couple too many drops, and he'll struggle even more uh, through traffic than downs. And fifty-fifty <clears throat> uh, balls aren't his forte. But reminds me a lot of Darnell Mooney. I like that, yeah, but no, I agree. Like, like drops outside the frame and the limited catch rate is a yeah, little scary. Yeah, yeah, Um But no, yeah, yeah. Like, you know, he's pretty good off press, like better than you'd expect from when he, like the few times he yeah, sees it's, it. Because it's, it's really, he's just got a good release game, a little uh, deep repertoire. Yeah. Who's so your number two guy? Still got a day three on him. Uh, number two, though, I went with uh, the big boy A.T. Perry at Wake. Okay, I, I was wondering. So I'm a little lower on A.T. Perry. I, that doesn't uh, surprise got, me. He seems like a guy you don't you don't like. Yeah, I hate X's. Um, <laughs> I got him behind Zay and Dontavian Wicks at Virginia. Those, those are my top four guys. I go uh, yeah, Downs, same. Perry, Wicks, and, and Zay. Uh, Perry is like a true X uh, ball getter, ball winner. I the thing with him was I don't know he he doesn't run a lot of routes and I, too many drops. Yeah, the drops he makes little... the hard catches and drops like all the RPOs. Yeah, yeah, that's that's a good point. I mean, there's concentration drops for sure. But then like the just sweet one-headed catches and I don't know, like I think like he's got some savvy in his route, route spacing. 
Uh, but then also, like, some clunkiness at times, just running through his routes. Um, like you said, the concentration drops. But, like, I don't know. I like, I like, I like you know, the, the ability to make the big-time catches, the, the, the physicality through the routes. Um, you know, getting over the middle, making those uh, uh, contested catches, adjusting for it. Um, I, I think the releases are pretty, like, he's got some releases, too. And he can get vertical and stack DBs, which is, you know, I, I think the big deal for, like, the... You know, a guy that this size in college, and like he's not slow at all. He's 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 tall, but he's, he can no, move. no, definitely isn't. The hands and um, just the limited route tree freak yeah. me out. Yeah, I also, uh, uh, I don't know. I just I think I'm scared of big receivers who. Uh, he he's a little mimsy. Jobs. Yeah, that's who I was thinking. Yeah, yes. Um, I love Dontavian Wicks, though, as just a true big play threat. Uh, he averaged, like, 21 yards a catch last year. He is violent uh, yeah. through his routes. Just, like, he is so explosive. He has great ball skills, tracking skills. Combat um, catches. Or, yeah, that is fun as hell. Yeah. He is. He plays bigger than he is. He's 6'2", 208. But, uh, yeah, he he's, he's a guy who I think is going to have a rise as yeah. long as that Virginia <laughs> offense can hold it together. Armstrong slinging. Yeah, it's really impressive how, how often you can get deep and make, like, just big-time grabs. Like like you said, ball tracking is great. Uh, pretty good, like, you know, release game, too, and the speed's there. A guy, a couple, you know, a couple concentration drops, but, no, I can see a big rise there, too. I agree. Um, I love Katon Thompson because he just does everything. He's, <laughs> I know, and he's huge. He's, he's so much fun. He's a guy who obviously plays receiver for Virginia now. He was initially a Mississippi State quarterback. He runs the Wildcat at Virginia as well. He's a guy who just every time I watch him, and he's also wearing number 99, yeah. so it just feels weird. It, it, it's but awesome. They'll, they'll line him up like as an H-back sometimes too. Can we just add 30 pounds and have him play tight end? Probably is the, the, the route there, right? That just, yeah, like he's a very good athlete. Um he he's a pretty good wide receiver given he's newer to the position. He is. Uh, like I haven't undrafted, but high Me end too. undrafted. Me too. Uh, he just doesn't run routes all that well. He's he's just like not super fluid. It doesn't seem. Mm-hmm. But like I don't know, he'd be a pretty interesting tight end. I think he's fun as hell. Um, I don't mind Joseph Nada at Clemson. I I think he could take a a a, a, yeah. a bit of a leap. Yeah, he's six three two fifteen. Just really well built, like strong. Blocks, blocks his ass off. And blocks his ass off. So, like, I think he's guaranteed to, like, get himself drafted, be- like, in the late round because of the pedigree. Uh, he's got some, like, I think he's got some explosive, like, juice to him. Like you said, I, I think that's a part of his rise. And he's it blocks really his fucking raw. ass off. Yeah, he's really raw route runner, he but yeah. he wins some 50-50 balls. He blocks his ass off. Like, I wonder if he, just with the rise in, like, power slots who can block, I wonder if that's his path. Yeah, I, I think I think that's what it, Zach what Pascal. <laughs> that's it. That's a good one. Yeah, yeah. Physical as um, hell at the catch and after the catch. No, I, 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 I think there's something there. And Thayer Thomas will be a Patriot. <laughs> yeah, it's a fun group though. Like, like you got Thompson. I think like Thompson's just so goofy and fun. I didn't watch him, but Carter at NC State kept popping when I was watching other people. I, I feel I, like I just can't let myself fall for NC State. I mean, Jacoby Myers worked out, so it's okay, but. You can't can't fall for the NC State receivers. It's wide receiver one for Mac Jones. Uh, jump into tight ends, where we'll finally feature a Notre Dame fighting Irish player. And he's a he's a goddamn stud. Yeah, uh, Michael Meyer is he baby Gronk? Maybe not, but he is tight end one. Um, 
just a ridiculous mix of fluidity at 6'5", 265 is what Notre Dame's got him at. Uh, great ball skills. Yeah. Um, understands kind of how to sit down and, yeah. and be your quarterback's best friend when plays breaking down. Not like a dominant blocker, but a willing blocker who does a good job using his frame. He lines up inline slot H back kind of wherever you need. I think like I think his blocking I mean, I don't know where it is right now, but I think he's a really good blocker. Like I don't think he's like uh, like I, I I have a average to above average blocker. I just don't think he's some dominant guy. No, I agree, but I think he's strong. He's physical. There's lots of power there. There's he's really willing. Like I don't think it's I, I like the like above average. I don't think there's gonna be any issues there. He's, um, he's outside of Dalton Kincaid. He's probably the best blocking tight end we've watched. I think it's just like you know you're not gonna worry about it. And he's he's got room to get better. Yeah. Um. Yeah. He's he's a complete tight end. Like, just I think he's just so savvy in his routes. He uses his body really well. Um. Like like has a good feel for you know that the snap and creating separation using his size. Using the physicality through his route, um, like you said, the fluidity. Like, like he he's a big boy, but he doesn't come off the line slow. I feel like a lot of like, even like a lot of faster tight ends might take some build up speed, but he's kind of faster off the line than he is through the rest of the route. Um, like, I, I think there's some issues block sustaining, but like I'm not gonna be too worried about that shit. And then like the the body control is pretty ridiculous for a guy his size. The the, the contested catches, like so many catches, was dude just like draped all over him. Um, I, I think he's had like three drops in his career or something like that, and he's led Notre Dame in, t- in catch of the last two seasons. Um, he's just complete. Uh, he's going to be one of those dudes that I don't think you're going to worry about, um, you know, come draft night. Yeah, he he is I, – I don't I don't think he's some freak show athletically, but he's a guy who's got everything going from that I think he's an instant impact. Like, he's at worst the Pat Fryermuth. Yeah, day one starting tight end who goes on in the second round, but yeah, I I think there's a good shot he goes in the back half of the first round. Uh, I don't, Me too. I don't have him there, but like just you know, one team will be like, "Fuck it, we we need a tight end." Um, mm-hmm. But second round, I I don't think you hesitate and, and take him if you need one. Um, after him, it, it kind of drops off a bit, but there's uh, I don't have any draftables. Do you? Uh, not really, but I think there's like the the couple guys that are interesting. Um. I think Will Mallory, like when you see the like the mm-hmm. the good is really good. Um, mm-hmm. It's just being consistent, um, and like the blocking is, eh, he's not really strong. I know he he's almost like they use him just like as a receiver. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I'm excited to see what Josh Gaddis does because again, like there's going to be more inline play for him in Lashley's offense. He was like always lining up as a slaughter in H back. So you, use Eric All really well last year. No, yeah, exactly. I, like I think Gaddis will do wonders for Mallory if Mallory's an NFL talent you know? yeah agreed uh marshall ford's a lot of fun marshall ford's so fun marshall ford's gonna be on a kyle shanahan staff or yeah. a kyle shanahan adjacent staff and be a something yeah for sure like six two two forty speeds there that the, the hands and the ball tracking are there he, he's, he's a ton of fun he makes some plays that like like he has no business making yeah uh, yeah with his with his catch radius, yeah, for sure. And then Clemson's Davis Allen, I thought like really solid blocker. Yeah, that he, he, he's a tight end three who blocks. Yeah, like good enough to get him drafted potentially. In, you know, he's six, a big guy round. too. Yeah, six, you six, can, six you, two fifty plus. Yeah, yeah, you can add twenty pounds to that for. Oh him yeah, yeah, yeah. And he's a pretty solid Easy. athlete. He's not a bad athlete yeah. either. So that's a guy no. that could definitely rise. And like I think at worst he's probably going to get 
drafted from his blocking ability. Agreed. Um, okay, the offensive line's loaded. Yeah, there's a lot of lot of guys. A lot of my highest grades are here. Um, offensive line in general, who's your highest rated guy? Uh, my dude, Christian Mahogany, baby. I know he's got. The- okay, okay. Let's let's high five. Let's agree. He he is my number one offensive player in the ACC. I know he's out for the season, but I just want to make that known. He's a fucking brick wall. Um, he tore the I'm ACL. So in sad. There, which- I wish we didn't watch him. I know, right? Because he's so fucking good. He's he's six foot three, three thirty five. He's built like a fucking. He's built. It's like he's built on mahogany, just solid wood. Fucking big old frame. Moves so well for that size. Uh, like so consistent getting to the second level. Just I thought he that was has, really impressive. He has no business moving as well yeah. as he does for a man of his size with the power he, he has. Like if he if he wasn't getting to the second level that way, like I'd still love him because he's just a mauler. But he can move. Yeah, and he he's always finds both. someone too. It's not like he's just yeah. getting his radar at the second level is great. Um, he's uh he's played both guard spots too. Yep. Um, yep. He he's a he's a solid pass protector. Like he just. Um, once he gets his hands on you, it's over. You're not going through him. He anchors down well. He is my number one interior offensive lineman we have watched uh, I think he's so mine far. Too. Yeah, like he looks like a first round, potentially first round guard had he not got hurt. And I do wonder if he'll just come out anyway. Um, the fact that him and Zion Johnson were their guards last year is so stupid. Yeah, it's pretty ridiculous. And then Lindstrom's like a a solid uh, college center too. Like that's yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah, um, like, but yeah uh, a healthy mahogany has first round talent. Absolutely, yeah, I totally agree. Like that's the guy we're pounding the table for in like the twenties, I think, when he's healthy. Yeah, yeah, where you're like, this guy, he's, it's not going to be a sexy pick, but he's going to play ten years, for you, make a couple Pro Bowls, and be a total yeah. setter. Yeah, like I think it's so fun when they blitz at him and he's just like <laughs> hit in a fucking wall. It's like just the power, like you, you said too, the ability to move guys. I yeah, mahogany's a man. He's a man. I'm glad. I'm glad we're on the same page with him. He's one of my favorite players we've watched. Yeah, he's great. Um, another guy I loved watching, who's my number two offensive lineman, is Syracuse Matthew Bergeron. I like Bergeron a lot. He's not my number two, but I, I like him a lot. And kind of similar, guy, he's, he's a fucking wall. He's huge, and he moves so much better than he should. Yeah. I he think, is always on the second level. He climbs so well. He is a guy who's got the size of a, 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 a tackle in a power scheme, but moves like a zone tackle. Um, he looks to kill people. That he's a big reason Sean Tucker's having so many explosive runs, uh, and um, in pass protection, he does a good job using that size to just kind of uh, run guys out of the play. Like, yeah, he. he my, my main question with him is maybe he's better off inside because his feet uh, could be a little sloppy. And he could play. Yeah, he could be like guys can get under him too. Yeah. Um, yep. But I just love what he does in the run game. It kind of reminds me of Christian Darrisaw a couple years Ooh, ago. He's my number four in this group. Um, yeah, man. I mean, he's, he's so well at 6'5", 24. So well put together. The power is there. Uh, you know, take on, redirect. It's just, yeah, the feet's inconsistent. He, he, he can get he can get under. Guys can get underneath him. But, like, he's he's got that, you know, strong lower body too, and he's got that upper power upper body uh, torque. Moving dudes, yeah. Uh, Matthew Bertrand, I feel like there's not enough love for him right now. Um, like, you know, I know there's, there's a lot of people talking about him, but I'm like, okay, you know, Q's got a guy that's going to get drafted, but he's, he's really yeah. good. He, he's better than I, I, I thought going in just based on what I had heard. Yeah, like I liked him more than some of the other hyped dudes. Um, I like 
I think you tweeted him out, and and I I kind of like what I saw. In Jordan McFadden at Clemson. He so he's he's a weird one. I was just expecting oh, another Clemson offensive lineman. Like he's gonna have a bunch of accolades, but not be that good. Um, especially when he's a six foot two offensive tackle. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, projecting him inside the guard, he yes. he's a really fun player. Yeah, and I mean, I threw on the Georgia game, and like he battled against Trevon Walker. <laughs> like, like I'm like, okay, this yeah, looks good. He, he's got he's got some uh, asshole in him, and he moves really well. Yeah. I, like, so if you're if you're looking at him as like a the a Dylan Parham, that's what I just keep thinking of as these like tackles who are too small. Or a, like a Shaq Mason kick him inside as he, a guard he, and just like he moves so well. He's little Zion Johnson playing tackle. Yeah, there you go. I don't know if like, if he's that good, but no, you know, I think the balance yeah. the balance is kind of similar, not as good, but it's there. Um, you know, he's very not good. Yeah, natural bend because he's so yeah. short. Yeah, solid, solid anchor. Just, yeah, yeah. Like I was surprised like he picks up that that outside speed really well. Um, yeah, he's just like he's got the athletic guards frame, and that the upper I, I, upper body and lower body works really well together. I just think he's I like was, a guy that's gonna have another good year and like be pretty clean coming out, like not first round or second round, but like you know around the the top one hundred bend. Yeah, yeah, guy who just yeah has a long career. I was so certain he'd be a meatball who just had like a bunch of all ACCs and didn't. <laughs> yeah, and that's a, but, that's a little bit more of like Walker Parks. He was like not bad, but. He looks like he looks far more like an NFL tackle than McFadden, but he's oh, yeah. not nearly as good. No, no, no. But like, he's a little more of the classic Clemson. Yeah, uh, he's not bad. Like he's, he's just he's probably be like, an All American. Like, that's what I mean. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, I have uh, where where do you have Zion Nelson? So I think the big name of the group. Yeah, I, I got a fourth, fifth round on him right now. So do you have him? Just sorry. Where do you have? Do you have him behind Bergeron, Mahogany, and McFadden? Like, where do you have him? He's number three ahead of Bergeron, behind uh, Mahogany and McFadden. Okay, he's number three for me ahead of McFadden, behind Mahogany and Bergeron. So we're about the same. Yeah, I mean, he looks like he, he's gonna be like he looks the part of an NFL tackle. Definitely, apparently, thirty-five inch arms verified. Very long arms. Does yeah. a really good job, kind of running guys out of the play using that length. Um, I think he got a lot better because he had a lot of hype going oh, into last year. So much better. He got so much better because I'm like this guy. Like this guy, you know, he's getting first round talk last year. I'm like, this guy looks like a sixth, seventh round pick. I think he got way better, and I think that is a big piece because he could get a lot better with Mario Cristobal coming in. Yeah, yeah, he's a bit. I I think my takeaway with him is he's he's a pretty natural pass protector. Yeah, um, he has the athleticism to mirror pretty well. Light feet. But yeah. Yeah. He the length shows up. Um, but he, he and he's a guy who who I believe he was a two hundred and fifty pound offensive lineman when he showed up at Miami. He's still yeah, like, and, and and like he still looks kind of thin even though he's over three hundred now. Yeah, yeah. And and he he just needs to get stronger still, and I think that shows up with his anchor. Like yep. you can go through him and get gets a little high too, and I think it shows up in the run game where he Doesn't sometimes str- yeah struggles to sustain blocks, and I think you hit it on the nose. That's where Mario Cristobal comes in. Mario Cristobal will make him a better run blocker. Yeah, if, if he if he has this first round potential, Cristobal is going to get out of him. Uh, I, I think right, and you you see the goods there. You see everything that NFL values in a tackle. Um, like like we said, the, the quickness of the feet, um, the ability to get on a handle speed, the size, the length. Uh, throwing the Alabama game didn't do a bad job on Will Anderson. Just a couple couple run uh, plays where he you know Anderson was just too good, but didn't do a bad job in pass protection. Um, but yeah, just. 
the run block needs to come. I think his hands kind of got to get better. He just shoots them wide and, or misses at times. But Peace are all there. I just I, – I can't annoy him yet. But, like, I, of course, I'm not going to be shocked if he's a first-round pick come April. Mm-hmm. Uh, who else do you like from this offensive line group? Um, who's my next guy? I got a couple – I still got a few more draftables. Um, I kind of – I thought for a Florida State offensive lineman, I kind of like yep. Robert Scott. That's my number five uh, after the four guys we agreed on. Yeah, I – Another guy who is massive. So I thought it was interesting because you throw on, you look at the Florida State, they got him at 334, and that looks right. And then Dane Burglar's got him at 315, and I don't know. Because he looks more like 334. And he, but he, he gets like out. A, a power guard. Yeah, but he moves pretty well for a man that he size. Does. He does. Uh, first snap. He's a good run blocker. Like, he is a good run blocker. I, I think the glimpses are there. Sorry? I have a day three on him. Yeah, me too. I think the glimpses are all there. Uh, probably gonna have to move inside because you see him struggle with that speed on the outside and stuff. Yeah, the feet um, are a little sloppy. Yeah, move inside. I, I think that's a draftable uh, guard with big potential. He's only going to his true junior year, I think. Right? There's something there for uh, him. Yeah, yeah. He's he's a he's a true junior. Yeah, like a legit. Yeah, <laughs> it's a rare find nowadays. Agreed. Yeah, he's he's an interesting guy who I could see taking a rise. Uh, that's kind of my, was a lot of my takeaway. A lot of these guys have the potential. He yeah. him a little more so for me. Yeah. Um. But like, uh, just sticking at tackle, like Carter Warren That's at my, Pitt. Who, my next guy. Yeah, he's another guy who who's massive. He's got he's got to move inside. He's a little sloppy at, at their tackle, oh, yeah. but oh yeah. But he he looks like an NFL guard. He, he has a lot of power. Yeah, he's a, he's a battler. He, he's he's a mauler. Um, he's got to sustain better. But the the glimpses are all there. Another guy. I, I don't think like he's gonna make that big rise. But I think he's got like that potential to maybe be a like you know if he puts it together to be like a a potential starter down the road if you're finding like a day three dude like I think I think mm-hmm. the talent's there just got to put and, it together and, inside like and, you said too yeah and sticking with the tackles here we talked about a couple big boys there um, some athletic guys Trevor Reed from Louisville who I I, I watched after I saw him on uh, the freaks list from Bruce Feldman mm-hmm. the, he's a JUCO guy. He's super, super raw, but that athleticism shows up in the run game, and mm-hmm. I think he's an interesting guy to watch. Um, and then Spencer Rolland, who who was at Harvard, Harvard yeah. tr- transferred to UNC. He's very lean and moves really well. He's very raw in pass protection, but it's just another guy to watch and mm-hmm. tackle there. Yeah, for sure. No, it's a good group. Um, back inside, uh, anyone else you, mm-hmm. you liked? Um. I think Jared Patterson's just going to be an NFL center for a long time. He's a very yeah. well-rounded. Like I, I don't have a big grade on him or anything. Me Day either. three power center, just smart. Uh, you can see him calling out the blitzes. Uh, plays with good leverage, pop in his hands, pretty good anchor finisher. Yep. He doesn't move that well. That's kind of my big thing with him. Like he is power scheme specific, but. Uh, a day three depth center, I think, in the yeah. NFL for sure. Agreed. Um, I didn't mind Dylan McMahon from uh, he, it, who was also on the freaks list. Yeah, yeah. I think like another guy, kind of just inconsistent. The talents there, um, but yeah. like he 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 might be a year or two away, but I think yeah. he's an NFL player. Agreed. Um, did you like? Uh, I don't know. Did you get, did you get to Caleb Chandler from Louisville? Yeah, he's think? a UDFA guy. Yeah, I agreed. I saw some hype he, for him, but he, I think he's he was like first team all PFF. Um, yeah, yeah. He 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 he's he's a good college guard. Uh, he plays with some nice power uh, in the run game, but yeah, he he's nothing special athletically. Um, one oh one more guy, Grant Gibson at NC State. Uh, kind of a nice little zone center there. 
Um, yep. He's undersized. We watched him a bit last year, uh, and he's back. So he he he's another guy to watch. NC State. I know they lost Icky, but they return yeah five offensive linemen with starting history. So they've got so many returning starters in general. It's stupid. It's so stupid. Their linebacking core is so stupid. We'll talk about mm-hmm. that in a sec. Uh, but let's start with the the defensive line as we flip the defensive side of the ball, where I think the trenches on on defense also lead the way. Yeah, no, for sure. Um, Brian Breeze, your top guy. If you want to go inside first. Uh, yeah, yeah, he is. Um, former five star who's not played a lot of college football at Clemson. No, but when he's been on the field, I mean, the did you watch the Georgia game from last year? I did. Yeah, it it was like I don't know. He probably had two tackles in that game, but. Just on tape, it, he was dominant, and they, they were doubling him from the first snap. And, and that's against, a, and it was against an offensive line full of NFL talent. And this guy's playing three tech, two tech, one tech. He's on the edge, just just ridiculous get off and twitch. Yeah, um, he he shoots gaps with such ease, um, and he can stack and shed a little bit too. I, I think just really for him to unlock being. That like he has top ten pick potential, yeah. And to be become that, it's just unlocking his pass rush. Yeah, but he's got like that that power already, and like when he just puts it together like that, it's so destructive. The quickness and power put together, it, it's pretty nasty. Yeah, I just think it's like consistency and being on the field more, um, and and the hands, you know. And I I think all that yeah. coming to, yeah. But I mean, another true junior uh, on a loaded defensive line. He carries um, his weight so well. He dude. does five three hundred, and he just like. Looks like two eighty. Yeah, he does. Yeah, no, I think like the, I got like a early second because I'm a I'm a coward. It'll put first round grades. Like, he's yeah, he'll be. In. He's my third rate highest or second highest rated player in the ACC. Uh, who, who, do you want to go inside and outside or just stick to inside first? Yeah, let's let's just go from through the best guys, I guess. Okay. Uh, my okay, my big question, I think my my biggest question when watching uh, the defensive players in the ACC is who do you have higher as we include Notre Dame in this? Isaiah Foskey or Miles Murphy from Clemson? I got, I got Foskey over Murphy. Me too. I had it. I, I went a little bit back and forth because I think the difference for me is Fo- Foskey's the better athlete. Yes. Uh, Mur- Murphy is. Just such a fun power player. Yeah, he's just stout as hell. Um, I, I like. I think. Like, I, I think Foskey. You know, I think Foskey could be a top ten pick. Um, I, I, so I think that's the difference. Foskey has that top ten potential. I think Miles Murphy's more of middle first round. Yeah, just because middle, he's not the same athlete. Yeah, and yeah, exactly. Like, like his get off is, uh, but he's also six five two seventy five, and the powers is can, is big time. Can, yeah. Yeah, can can kind of move around the defensive line a little bit more. Foskey, it's funny because Fosky, Foskey's playing edge, but he's also playing off ball linebacker. I, I hate I hate it though. I hate it so much when they drop him to coverage. And he's not s- he's not bad. No, he isn't. It just sucks because he's like an it's NFL like, first round pick pass rusher. It's like why are you doing uh, this? And then with Miles Murphy, you get to see him. He kicks inside a little bit more. He's a really um, good run defender. Yeah. So with Foskey, it's just ridiculous get off. Who who he pairs that get off well like. He, he speed to power. You see him with a long arm. Like he uses the, that the athleticism. The long arm is nasty. It, it's so. Uh, there are a few things that get me more excited than a, a long arm. It's that so effective. I, what, so what was weird, it? But <laughs> the USC game. I think it was the first quarter. Where he just you know uh, puts the tackle and in, back into the quarterback's lap. But then yeah. uses his off hand to fucking to get the strip sack. That, that was yeah. nasty. It was so sick. Uh, he plays his ass off too. He sets a pretty strong edge too. Like he's a for a guy who is known for his athleticism. Like he's six five two sixty five. Yeah, 
Yeah. Um, he's not that much smaller than Miles Murphy. Uh, I think he just needs to kind of, because he's so reliant on uh, his get off and then kind of a long arm or speed to power. Like just use his hands a little bit more. Yeah, counter's got to come along. Um, I just don't want to see him in coverage as much. But it's impressive. Yeah. Like he's not he's not awkward out there. And you no. see him like going out and making tackles in space. Like, okay, this guy's a he's legit, very fluid, legit athlete. Yeah, um, um, he's fun as hell. Yeah, Miles Murphy's just yeah, not the same athlete, but such a nasty power player. Uh, his bull rush is gross. He uses his yeah. hands a little bit better too. Um, he gets under guys. Uh, he's a very very strong player. He reminds me a little bit of Max Crosby, just with the mm. kind of relentless power he brings as a pass rusher. I thought you were say Clellan Farrell, but. Oh God! <laughs> He's got, he bends them about as well as Colin Farrell. <laughs> just um, I, I forget. What, it was one play where he just like crashed the tackle. The run uh, went back, you know, uh, outside, and he had the ability to crash the tackle and get to the run, like get to the back. It's like holy fuck! Like that's it's just big time. Like I think he's gonna be like, you know, one of the top run defenders in the class, and like mm-hmm. maybe the pass run. Like he's got the power, but you know it's. Yeah, putting so, it like, together, I, and I think that's what's going to hold them. Yeah, what you're saying is like Foskey's got double digit sack potential, and as a solid run defender, while Miles Murphy might be an eight sack guy, but yeah. one of the best run defenders in football. Yeah, like that's the that's their peaks at least. I think. Uh, after okay, those are the clear top th- top three three yeah, guys. It's not, it's not close. First round pick potential, all of them. Who, who do you? Have I next? didn't. I didn't put this guy on our list because I somehow my mind blanked, uh, but. I, I watched him for something I wrote for Blue Chip a while ago. Akeem Mesador at Miami is a really fun player. I forgot about Mesador. Yeah, who's Canadian, who transferred from West Virginia yep. to Miami. Yep. He's an undersized uh, interior defensive lineman who, who at West Virginia played nose tackle and three tech. Um, he's got a nasty get off. Yeah. Uh, and, and he just wins with pure quickness, plays his ass up, like not a great run defender. Um, not totally sure what it's going to look like for him at Miami, but as a three tech who shoots gaps, like he's a really fun player and he uses his hands well. He's got a good uh, arm over swim move that that really works for him. And, and he's got he's very flexible, flexible, um, and can bend uh, on the inside. He's a fun player. I just don't like with him and with Kalijah Cansey while we're at it. Just these yeah. tiny defensive tackles. I just not totally sure what we're doing with them. Yeah, I was going to ask you next about the pick guys. I. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not sure how exactly how I feel about Cansey. Cansey's even smaller than. Um, mm. Dane's down at six foot flat, two eighty. Okay, like we can't just pretend these guys are Aaron Donald because they're small. <laughs> I know. He, uh, is it, like he, he's a guy who he, he. I don't think has. He was on the freaks list. Um, mm-hmm. I don't think he has the same pass rush upside as Mesador, uh, and he doesn't shoot gaps as consistently. And he, similar to Messler, just gets blown off the ball sometimes. Yeah. Like, he can't anchor down. So I just don't know what totally what the plan is. So th- those guys kind of scare me off, but they're really interesting. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, how about the other, the other two Clemson duo? Did you get, uh, did you get like, a Tyler Davis and Rook Oroharo? I can't say his name. So, so um, Tyler Davis who was really good as a freshman and just became more of a rotational player yeah. in recent years. But he, he's, he's a, like a modern one tech to me. Mm. Like he, he, he's not like a great athlete or anything, but he, he can provide some power just as a pass rusher gets underneath guys. Down you know, the point. Yes, yeah. exactly. Like he, he's a, I don't like, I've seen some like, I think top 100. I don't No, I think he's just like a solid, a, solid dude. Yeah. yeah. 
Yeah, um, and then with Rook, I think you're getting more athleticism there. Yeah. Twitchier guy who I think his ceiling's pretty high. Like I think he could take a major leap if yeah. he can, just because he he his get offs on and he can kind of rush the passer a little bit more. He just doesn't use his hands that well, and he kind of is raw in terms of holding the point. But he's a fun player. Yeah, he is. Um, sorry, we're just bouncing around. <laughs> yeah. Who uh, you pick the next guy? Go ahead. Uh, do you want? We might as well stick on interior. We'll bounce back out. Um, a guy I I didn't really know t- a ton about, but I ended up really liking was Jason Edam Edam Malala at, at Notre, Notre Dame. Dame. Another undersized. Yeah. Guy. Well, it's six, tall three, but two, light. Yeah. yeah. Six three two eighty five, and he's he's a guy who who's kind of in a three man front is their natural like five tech. He plays mm-hmm. some four eye. They play him at two tech as well. He just plays. Is is uh his ass off and he's very uh quick and mm-hmm. fluid and and can kind of rush the passer on the outside a little bit. Uh, he's an interesting guy. I just again I the small guys or the lacking size guys is just it's hard to know what to do. There's a lot of them in this in this ACC too. Mm-hmm. Um, like like um, yeah. I mean, oh, you got your guy uh, Jermaine Lowley too. That's your Who? dude, right? Yeah, who, who transferred from Arizona, Arizona State to Louisville. State. Yeah. Louisville's listing him at 324 now. Ooh, really? That's a big boy. I like that, though. And in, in Arizona State, he was playing like 3-tech, 5-tech, and they yeah. play him at edge stand-up. Apparently, he's like going to play nose tackle at Louisville. So I, I, he's kind of a wait-and-see guy because he might be a totally different player. He, yeah. he missed all of last year. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, he looked like a, a gap-shooting 3-tech a couple years ago. Um, <laughs> the the guy who on the interior who looks like an NFL defensive tackle is Fabian Lovett at Florida State. Mm, yeah, like just his makeup. Like he's six four, three oh six ish. Yeah, yeah. Plays with some good power. A solid athlete can kind of uh, rotate between three tech and one tech. Um, like just a, a solid well. rotation, dude. Yeah, yeah. Like he he's a safe a safer bet uh, among these guys, I think. What, um, what, I just, sorry, just jumping back. Well, how high were you on Cansey? Like a round grade? Late day three. Yeah, I'm kind of the same way. It's, it's the hype has just been really interesting for him. But yeah, no, sorry. Yeah, I think an underrated player is Corey Durden at NC State, who transferred from Florida State too. Kind of like love it to a lesser degree, just a more of a well built, true in, interior guy who plays like a, a natural new wave one tech at six four three oh five. Um, he holds the point pretty well. Doesn't mm-hmm. add a ton on pass, but uh, the one guy I, I'm I'm excited for, and I can't remember if I put him on the list. Miles Murphy at North Carolina. No, I don't and, think he was. Yeah, so he he's a guy who flashes a true three tech last year, and he was a, a blue chip, and and I think he gets lost in the shuffle of there being a better Miles Murphy in the conference. But <laughs> yeah, <laughs> he's a player I could really see rising. Um, and Kobe Turner at Wake Forest, who played for yeah. Richmond last year. Uh, I didn't watch anything on him, but I, I've heard good things. Me too. Yeah, same here. Um, agreed. Um, do you, do you, did you like the other pit lineman here, Baldonado? Okay, he he. I can't. AJ, I thought this guy was going to be a first round pick because that's yeah. what I've heard. Yeah. I what am I missing? I don't know. I feel like he's he looks like one six five two sixty. Pit guys are all like there's so many pit defensive linemen that are always like yeah he's a first round pick and then they like don't get drafted. No, he's not as good as uh, who is it Patrick Jones and the other guy <laughs> yeah. years ago. The other guy, <laughs> the other guy. <laughs> uh, but yeah, Baldonado like he looks like an NFL edge, but just mm-hmm. just I don't know he didn't he plays really hard, but 
I didn't like he didn't bend all that well. Uh, he didn't have like a ton of pass rush moves in him. A lot like he gets to the quarterback on hustle and like stunts. Yeah. He sets a pretty decent edge, but like he's a late day three guy to me. Mm-hmm. Um, kind of the same round, but like I'm sure Xavier Thomas from Clemson will be like kind of like you know, in the that... league as a fourth yeah. edge forever. Yeah, I didn't have a draftable on Xavier Thomas or KJ Henry. I, I got a um, late on on Thomas. Well, Thomas is a little more interesting because he plays like every position on the defensive line if you ask him to he's, he's like a true it's funny because he was a big recruit but he's yeah. like more of like the toolbox like or lunch pill defensive lineman who's wrote in the rotation hasn't he gotten a lot bigger since he was like a freshman it's like two 270 yeah i think i think dane had him at 279 now and i swear like oh, he was that's, playing, I, I think that's good for him I think, yeah it is what good his for skill him. set is i swear like when he was making plays as a frosh or a sophomore he was like at like 255 ish or look like yeah i think least. he probably Mm-hmm. Uh, they they eat well in Clemson. Um, the the edge uh, that's not one of the top guys, but could be is Jared Verse, uh, the Albany the Albany transfer to Florida State. Yeah, following Jermaine Johnson's footsteps. I watched him uh, a couple weeks ago for a blue chip thing, and he's just uh, the best athlete and player on the field when he's playing at Albany. He plays really hard too. Um, he's just super raw because it's like all speed to power stuff. Just want to see him use those hands a little bit more. I respect Florida but, State uh, going this like transfer, uh, making first round pick edge route like if they want. <laughs> yeah. My big question yeah, is why do, you, why do you let Sean Tucker go for 120 yards uh, in the air against him? Uh, this guy chased Sean, chased Sean Tucker like 60 yards down the field on a Sean Tucker touchdown. And I thought, hey, the fact that you, at no point were you catching this man and you did that, <laughs> I respect you. <laughs> Uh, anyone else you, you really want to hit? Um, Georgia Tech's Keon White, like three years ago at Old Dominion, had like 19 and a half TFLs. He was on the Sick. freaks list, but he's been hurt for two years. He's a guy mm. uh, just, I think, worth mentioning as maybe out of nowhere jump up. Let's go on. Yeah, I think he was playing defensive tackle there, too. Like, he, he's 6'5", 286. Like, he looks like an NFL player. And he's that's on the freaks a, list. That's an FCS uh, defensive tackle. Amen. Uh, linebackers. Yeah. Um, clear top dude here, I think, for, at least for me, yeah. in Trenton yeah. Simpson. Yeah, Drake Thomas. What? <laughs> Is he uh, the, top, yeah. the best linebacker that we've seen so far? Yeah, I put him ahead of Sewell. Me too, but like not, not – I think I like Sewell more in my heart, but I think Simpson's a better ball player. <laughs> I, I, you can do more with Simpson than exactly. Sewell. Uh, exactly. Sewell's more of like that – I think you said it last week, Dante Hightower, like that true Mike. Yeah, uh, and then Simpsons, Simpsons, Simpsson's out him. covering fucking slot receivers. It's like, holy yeah, shit. Simpsons, Simpsons an overhang player. He's like a true will, but he's 6'3", 230. He's a little less, even though he's smaller than Isaiah Simmons uh, height-wise, he's like a little more true linebacker he than is. safety. He is, for sure. Uh, he is a downhill thumper. He'll, he'll look to take your head off. Um, just ridiculous range. He can pass rush, too. Yeah. I, thought, I think my most impressed... I, he was so much better at stacking and shedding than I thought yeah. he was going to be. He's got strong hands. Isaiah Simmons wasn't great at that. He's, he he's just a better run player than Isaiah Simmons was. Yeah, really impressive. Like the first, I think the first snap he had a sack that I put on, and like it's like just so yeah, fluid and Pitt. active. Yeah, against Pitt, just like the like the quickness, and it's like holy fuck, and he, he like he's wrecking running backs and pass protection. Then, but yeah, he's he's got that take on ability. Like he can actually take on blocks, and yeah. got and got pop to him. Like he's he's kind of he's kind of just. All around linebacker. I mean, he's not like I, like you're not. I don't think you're going to ask him to cover slots in the NFL. 
but I think he's he can be a dude that can you know take away tight ends. Um, because like that, that just the fluidity in space and how comfortable he is too. Like I saw like one, I, it was Pitt, the pass interference call, but like it wasn't even that bad. I mean, yeah, Trent, Trent Simpson is legit. I think like he's he's right there. I don't how like I think he's right there in terms of like grade wise with like the the top dudes here, Fosky and Breeds, but not quite. I have him. He's my number one player in the conference. Oh, there you go. I think I think I got him just behind Fosky at a breeze. Well, you're a coward. Um, He's damn good. Yeah, uh, it helps that Isaiah Simmons is kind of turning around his career too. It's true. Lots of linebackers in this cl- in this in this conference though. Yeah, who's your number two guy? Because I think obviously Trenton Simpson at the top, but there's a couple like there's a couple draftable linebackers in this conference, or at least guys who have a path to being so. Who's your number two guy? I actually liked uh, Michael Jones from Cubes. So he's the guy who I think has, uh, not including Simpson in this, uh, the guy with the upside. Like he yeah. is really fluid. He moves so naturally. No, not the um, not the size of Simpson. He's he's like six foot flat, two twenty three, but definitely a modern will. Yes. Um, yeah. Yeah. His his uh, his lateral movement skills are what really like. I just thought it was just so natural. Um, yeah. Really great athlete, both downhill and, and, and laterally in space, and, and, yeah. in space. Yeah, misses some tackles. Um, kind of la- length can be an issue. Uh, can struggle to get off blocks in the run game. Um, but like path to being a, a legit linebacker prospect. You think like like I guess the size will be the knock, but like I don't know. Like, I I still don't think it hurts that much. Like in the modern NFL. It is interesting. I'd like to see like just a trend. Um, no, of, like, no. I, I, yeah, I think like it, it. Like some teams, it would scare off more than yeah. others. But yeah, yeah. Um, how do you stack the NC State linebackers? Okay, all three. Yeah, all three. Oh, do you have draftables on all three of them? Uh, yeah. Me too. I love them all. So Drake I- Thomas is my favorite player in the world. <laughs> Um, but if I could put what Drake Tom Drake Thomas's mentality into Peyton Wilson, he'd be the greatest yeah. linebacker I've ever seen. Yeah. So uh, Isaiah Moore's my my highest of the three. Yeah. He's I, the safe bet. He's exactly. the true Mike. He's yeah. got the instincts. He reads keys. He tackles well. He can move well enough in space. Yeah. Um. He's the safe bet. He's a guy who's going to play in the NFL. Yeah. Exactly. Uh, agreed. Drake Thomas is weirdly small, looks like an NFL fullback, <laughs> is a missile downhill, wants to kill everyone in front of him that can help and hurt him, mm-hmm. uh, can struggle to get off blocks. He, he's maybe the most aggressive linebacker in the class. And, and then, then Peyton, Peyton Wilson's the, the prototype. Pe- Pe- Peyton Wilson's Brandon Smith last year. Peyton Wilson's a great athlete. Peyton Wilson is 6'4", 235. He's playing in the slot as an overhang player. Yeah. He doesn't necessarily put himself in the right spots. He doesn't always... Get off blocks and play as aggressive as, it, as aggressive as you'd hope. Is it the, is it the best linebacker? Like, do you take them over the Oregon group? You know what's funny? I was reading the Athlon, Athlon and and they're like the Syracuse linebackers are the best linebackers in the country. I was like, are they even the best linebacking crew in the ACC? Uh, <laughs> I don't know, but I respect. Them. Uh, I think well, yeah. If we're going three linebackers, NC State, like Isaiah Moore's a true Mike. Yeah, Drake Thomas is a tr- true Sam. Peyton Wilson sh- looks like a Will. Like the, no, they they are. I think. Um, how so? How do you stack those three? I, I had the, the same. Like Thomas, kind of like close with Wilson, and then more just ahead. Like I, I had more and as a third dude behind uh, Simpson and, and Jones here. Okay, yeah, more just is safe. Like he, that's a Mike linebacker. Like I can tell, you know. 
Mm -hmm. Exactly. He's, and I didn't, I didn't expect that. Um, yeah, I don't know. Like Drake Thomas's limitations suck, but he is so fun. Six foot two twenty, like flat. Yeah. yeah. And Peyton Wilson like looks like a modern NFL linebacker, but just like doesn't. He should be the best. He's missing something. Yeah. Uh, but the, the who else after after all those guys? Do you have any other draftables? Um, I, I didn't mind uh, Notre Dame's Bertrand. Yeah, I think Dane had a decent ranking on He's, him. I didn't love him. He looked like a just a backup will linebacker to me. He's decent. Is there anyone else you you really liked? I, I like my guy Cervacio Dennis. I don't have a draftable, but yeah. that's especially in that, that's your fucking dude. I forgot about that. Yeah, yeah, he is. <laughs> uh, Shaka Hayward couldn't find anything on the Duke linebacker, but that's a guy who that's has some yeah. hype. And, and and Mike Elko taking over at Duke, I think that's an interesting player. Yeah, and six three two thirty ish, like well, but yeah. Uh, DBs. Let's start with corners. Lots of them. Good corner corner group. Yeah. Uh, my top guy, I think I got it with Garrett Williams, though, out of Cubes. Okay, like, we're going to be so different on this. I don't like Garrett Williams. I, I like Williams. I, I don't know, man. Like, first of all, I just love a DB that fucking hits, and, man, he's just not afraid to trigger downhill and make... I know that's, like, not what an outside corner's main duty is, but I just... It just makes me it makes me really like him. Um, hits hard, too. I really like that. I just think he's, like, well-rounded. I think he can do a bit of everything. Like, you know, man zone, I, I think he's just pretty solid. I... I don't know if he's like you know some people call him a first round pick. I don't know if he's there or anything, but I I do like him a lot. Like I think the feet are good enough, uh, the length is good. Um, he's a little lean and maybe can just add some muscle there, but I, I do think he's pretty damn good. I find him to be a little bit hit, hit and miss when the ball's in the air, like yeah, um, with locating it in phase and can be a little bit grabby. I th- I found he took a lot of false steps, like he struggled uh, in man coverage. He bites on doubles. Only uh, a true sophomore he- last year, right? I believe. Redshirt Junior now. Redshirt Junior, okay. Um, I I I liked him as like kind of just a true zone guy. Just flips his hips well. Mm-hmm. Uh, kind of understands um, re- reading routes. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. I th- I think he's like like I'm a draftable. I just don't love him like that. And I'd seen a lot of hype, and I don't know if I read too much into it and just was soured. But yeah. who's who's your top dude? Tyreek Stevenson at Miami. Fair enough. Second guy for me. Yeah, he's just a, a big press man corner. Six one two Six fifteen. Fo- yeah, like ridiculously large. Yeah. But like not terrible athlete or anything. Presses well. Um I think the long speed's the big question for me. Uh and and kind yeah. of over physicality at times. Georgia transfer, by the way. Mm-hmm. Um but good feet for a bigger guy, a little stiff, but I really like him. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's he's damn good. I, I liked uh, Kytrell Clark too at a little bit. He so he he he's not my top guy. He's my favorite player in the country. <laughs> he's my third guy. But yeah, he's he's damn fucking fun, man. Like there's a fucking animal around like down low. Liberty transfer who plays press man coverage might be a nickel at the NFL because he's small. I think, I think like he 10, is. Ten one seventy seven. Yeah. But feisty as fuck. Great feet. Um, really compressed for a small guy too. Uh, and he just. His trigger as a as both a run defender and snipping at screens is yeah. big time. Yeah, he's damn fucking good. Uh, what do you uh, think of the, the all name team or Storm Duck? So Storm Storm Duck is uh, I don't know. He like sometimes he he when he's engaged. I found he just didn't seem super engaged all the time. Like sometimes he'd look really good and sometimes he he'd be so off. Uh, I liked him a bit as, as like a press zone guy. He flips his hips well for six one corner, but. I don't love Storm Duck. Yeah, lots of hype there. What do you like? Where do you think Tony Crimes goes? Like, like I, I don't mean in the draft. Just like, 
what do you think happens with Tony Carter? Because the hype so much as a, as a true freshman. Yeah, so I think but I'm, both him and Storm Duck need uh, to bounce back this year. But mm-hmm. I like Grimes better than Doc. Grimes has, like, the you can see why he was the, a five-star yeah, recruit. The highs he's also, as a freshman were so fucking good. He also skipped his se- senior year of high school. Yes. Like, he yeah. is technically a true going into his true sophomore year. But eligible. Uh, he, yeah. yeah, looks like an NFL press corner already. Really, I think, fluid, good athlete. It's just kind of like... The instincts and finding the ball are, are still coming along for him. But he, he still um, made a lot of those plays as a freshman. Like, yeah, it's just yeah. just the bouncing he, back. Yeah. If I was betting on one of these guys to, like, make a massive leap, it's him. I agreed. Because um, the pedigrees. The pedigree's important. Um, I think Cam Hart uh, at, from boy. Notre Dame. Yeah. yeah a lot of the, It's funny. The corners are either, like, big or they're nickels. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. No one's five eleven here. No. Uh, yeah, Cam Hart. I like. He played a ton of off, and I thought he looked pretty good as an off zone guy. Uh, pretty fluid hips and good feet for a, a taller guy. Solid for yeah. I totally agree. Like I think he'll get a good long look. Cause just like he's just really solid for a dude that's like, I don't know. When you see a tall corner, usually like they're getting exposed somehow. But I, I agree with you. It's just pretty fluid. Um, and I I love my guy Josh DeBerry. Yeah, he's he's the, he's a. Uh, a nickel, baby. Oh, yeah. He, I think he, he he might, he's tailor-made nickel. 5'11", 181. Feisty as fuck, like he said. Loves the head. I, I love Josh Berry. He's like – he's so – like, just watching BC games live, too, he always pops. Like, he's – which I think is something to be said from, like, a – you know, like a – I don't know, a corner that's not that big or anything. Um, not a big name or anything. No, I think DeBerry – DeBerry's got a big-time future as a nickel. Um, Did I tell you to watch Anthony Johnson from Virginia? Yeah. Yep. I think so. I watched he, him. Okay, good. Louisville transfer. Who he's just a big press corner. Six two, two hundred and two pounds. I think they got him listed at. Yeah, he looked bigger than that. Look pretty good. Big boy. Yeah, I liked him. I liked uh, him too. a little bit. Yeah, I liked all these corners a little bit. Um, want to jump to safeties? Yeah. Um, I think the top guy is clearly Brandon Joseph. If you agree with me. Um, what does he do in, at Notre Dame? He's revitalizing his career because things didn't go great for Northwestern. I know, I know, but it did two years ago, and yeah, I, I like. I mean, he's he's got the the chance to be uh, one of the one of the top DBs in the class if things kind of connect again. It, I think it, la- it last should. yeah last year. I don't know if it was just like because of the situation, but um, kind of more blown coverages and man. Do, do you think it was I'd him seen. like trying to do too much? I don't. Maybe, because cause like he was making like ten tackles a game. Yeah, and but but you should stay in Northwestern because every other year they're they're good. So yeah, uh, he's a guy who's played too deep. He's played single high. He's yeah. played nickel. He's got uh, I think good instincts in zone. Um, he flips his hips really well. He's six one one ninety six. Like he's well built. Good feet when he comes down to cover uh, slots or tight ends. Like a really solid tackler. It's all there's just there. not a lot. Like I don't think there's anything. Like, there's no glaring hole in his game. No. Um, there's also I, – I, my biggest – I don't think he's the twitchiest guy. That's kind of my big thing. Mm-hmm. And I I think because of that, like, I don't know if he's a first-round player, but uh, day two. But there's a lot of, like, safeties that came out that weren't the twitchiest that have been really fucking good safeties, you know? Yeah, but but have they been first-round picks? Yeah, yeah. 
Yeah, agreed. Um, like I think he's he's the type of guy who he'll go in the second round, and be starting week one. You know. Yeah, you know, I I don't disagree. But like, yeah, he could have such a, just a fantastic. I expect him to have a fantastic year at Notre Dame. But yeah, me too. I mean, it helped Marcus Freeman still there. Like they deployed Kyle Hamilton in such a fun way last year. I think Brandon Joseph made the right choice. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, totally agree. Um, uh, after him, like? you, I, I kind of <laughs> like Jam- Jammy Robinson. Now it might be his name, but. Uh, I thought he's a pretty like they play him in the box and at nickel and mm-hmm. I thought they they matched him up with tight ends a lot I, which I always appreciate um, he uh, he he was pretty good coming down low I thought do you like uh, uh, Mukaba I can't say his name he wasn't eligible I texted you that oh shit I, I crossed the wrong guy out I like him though he's a good player yeah but bad <laughs> he's like a five star so next year we'll talk about him next year we'll talk about him anyone else he liked. I thought Akeem Dent, the other Florida State safety, was a pretty mm-hmm. fun player, too. Uh, Jammy was a South Carolina transfer, uh, Akeem homegrown. Uh, uh, more of a deeper safety, a two-deep safety. Uh, I thought flashed some pretty uh, good range and instincts in zone. Uh, a guy I watched, like, just as I was waiting to record, who I didn't uh, have on our list, was Tanner Ingle from NC State. Just a fu- – you'd like him. Real feisty nickel. Okay, um, that's cool. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I think can Derek Duncan gets like weird hype for no reason, but I really haven't seen anything. I think it's because like he's he was at Georgia Southern. He's listed at like six four two thirty, but he's not listed at that anymore. <laughs> so I don't know. He's been at Louisville. Um, yeah, Shamari Connors moving from nickel to safety. Congrats, Vatek. It's uh, this is a bad bad list for Virginia Tech football. That's, that's, that's all. I was reading the Athlon, the the final ACC team i read was Vautech, and i was just like i forgot about them because we didn't watch like any of their players they're so that's a bad roster i think brent pry was like a solid hire but that's a bad roster yeah i don't know we'll see about pry i, th- I think he could do some stuff but i don't know Maybe... i just think Vautech's never gonna be what they were under frank Beamer. No. like brent pry to me is a guy who's like seven eight wins every once in a while maybe you're winning nine or ten and like like yeah. every five years yeah know. Speaking of, let's uh, get to the awards. Who do you got winning the ACC? Uh, I, I feel like it's hard to go against Clemson, so I, I went with the, I went with Clemson. You're just banking on the talent, all that that fucking the shit they can throw at you at the, on the defensive line, just fucking six deep, is ridiculous. Um, even though it's the, like we already talked about the group offs line are good, so I, I got Clemson taking yeah. it. But I, I, I'm gonna have I'm gonna believe in Cristobal year one. Get into the I cha- got I got get into the championship. Miami. Yeah. Yeah. Cause I, I I believe it. I think Van Dyke's gonna take the step. The, the coastal sucks. It does, and it, it does suck. Yeah. And like Clemson's defense is gonna be really fucking good. Their offensive line is gonna be good. Like I'm almost not that interested in who's their quarterback because I don't think it's gonna matter all that much. Mm-hmm. Like NC State could beat them, but Clemson won't lose another game. You know. Yeah, and you know NC State will like trip up once or twice somewhere along the line. Yeah. Um, Office Player of the Year, I think, is is interesting. Who'd you who'd you choose? Uh, I went with Van Dyke. I just think top quarterback in the conference is gonna have first round hype, better offense for him. I don't think he's gonna put up like Heisman numbers or anything. I just think he, he he's the best player. I think that's probably the right choice. Uh, but in my heart, I want to choose Josh Downs. But like, I don't know what the numbers are gonna look like. Even though, I don't know, you know what I mean. But yeah, I think Van they Dyke's could, the, they the could force choice. they could force feed him the ball. They, they definitely could. They definitely could. Uh, defense player of the year. Uh, I I went with Trenton Simpson. Yeah, me too. Me too. 
It's hard it's, to it's hard to pick it's him who, or Breeze. Yeah, or it could be Murphy. No, I can't be sorry. Oh, sorry. Okay, you're right. I'm sorry. There's two Miles Murphys in the conference. It's yeah. confusing. <laughs> yeah, exactly. They give it to the wrong guy. I think Breeze would have to put up like ridiculous. Yeah, but I think I think it's Simpson. Yeah. Um, and uh, town of the week, AJ. Any guesses? Uh, I mean, it has to be Blacksburg, but I know it's not. It's not. I had to honor Coach K and and, and Coach Cutcliffe. Uh, it's Durham. You know uh, what happened? I did it. I did Raleigh. I finished it. I'm like, I'm ninety percent sure I did Raleigh last year. All this sounds so familiar, and then I had to start over. <laughs> and then, then uh, uh, my partner and I, we had just finished this show uh, about uh, some doc, no author who might have killed his wife, and he lived in Durham, and the kid went to Duke, and so. Duke is a breeding ground it's called, serial killer. So, so. If, if you want to watch it, it's called The Staircase. It's on uh, yeah, I know, uh, people, HBO, maybe? I, don't yeah, know. I hear people yeah, talking about it. Yeah, yeah. No, thank just, you. HBO doesn't need the plugs, Rob. Well, I said to her, we'll watch it because I believe Coach K will come up in the show, and he didn't. So. That sucks. Yeah, so yeah. Durham, home to the Duke Blue Devils, uh, who play at Wallace Wade Stadium, which opened in 1929, has a capacity of 40,004, and is named after their former head coach, Wallace Wade. Um, Durham's population, 276,341. Some notable alumni. Brian Baldinger. Grant, <laughs> Grant Hill, who's the only Duke player I like. Uh, Melinda Gates. Mm. Drew Rosenhaus. That makes Mike, sense. That makes sense. It does. Both Mike Posner and Mike Studd, who I don't know the difference. Uh, and Ken Jong. Oh, yeah. Uh, some notable people from Durham. Uh, uh, John Lucas, the basketball player and now coach. David Garrard. Betty, Betty Davis. Uh the, the Mountain Goats aren't from there. That's a band I really like, but they, they reside there, so we'll okay, count them. Okay, whatever. I don't know. The, the list listed Coach K, I was like, I know he's not from no. there, but I guess he's lived there forever. Yes. Uh, and, and David Lynch. Oh, I didn't know that. That's a good one. He grew up there, yep. He went to high school there. That's that's what made him David Lynch. Things to do in Durham. Of course, the Duke Lemur Center. The American Tobacco Historic District. I just, to mm-hmm. me, I was wondering, is it just a bunch of stores selling tobacco? Like, what is that? Um, Bull City Cider Works, which just looked like a cool, like, cider place, if you like ciders. Uh, the Trolley Pub. And I wanted to get your take on this. Do you think doing a trolley pub is fun? Because it just seems like you're, you're like, I think it's the thing where you, like, have to pedal. Do you, but there's, like, I mean, a bar. If we can plug more popular television programs that shouldn't be off the air. Remember the episode of Detroiters where they got to do it? That that's so oh okay weird. yeah okay yeah okay okay it's true we'll do one. Uh, the Bull City Laughs, which appeared to be a comedy bus tour. Okay, because well, you know if you're that's <laughs> sick. If you're going to Durham, you want to sit on a bus and hear comedy. Uh, Extreme Park Adventures, um, the Pedego Electric Bikes Place. I don't know. This this is just a movie theater, I think, but the name was weird. Man Bites Dog Theater. It's let's uh, say original illusions. So I don't know if you show up, you're just watching illusions. I'm not sure. Oh, uh, and a, finally, I love illusions. Yeah. Finally, V and E Simonate Historic Tuba Collection. 
crickets. Tune in next week as we tackle the Big 12.